You're listening to the Words with KB podcast, a weekly podcast and web show where we handle thought-provoking, taboo conversations from the perspective of the traditional black male versus the modern black male. I'm joined by my co-host, Basic Logic, where he mostly just talks shit, but he also represents the traditional black male on the show. I'm your host, KB. Let's get into the episode. What's good? What's good? What's good? On this episode, we are chatting with B Blunt Consulting, and we're going to be talking about getting into the weed industry, the disparities associated with the, the racial disparities associated with the weed industry, and everything weed, you know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of info I didn't know, uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to a part two of this episode. So let's get into that thing. Turn it up on your radio. Get the app on your cell phone. Words with KB podcast. Real shit they be touching on. Know you're mad because them days long. Get your laughs while you can, dog. Words with KB podcast. Listen in on your way home. Turn it up on your radio. Get the app on all right, uh, all right, man. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Words of KB Podcast. Uh, we got the crew in the building. What's good, Basic Logic? Yeah. And we got some special, special, special guests in the building. Uh, I want to let y'all introduce yourself and y'all business. So I'm, I want to let you want to let y'all go ahead and introduce yourselves. Um, so I am Shondrea Stallworth. A lot of people know me as the Black Weed Scientist. Um, I go by Drea, and I am here with my wonderful, wonderful business partners to talk to you guys about Be Blunt Consulting and also talk to you guys about Melanin Minerals. Um, I will let, uh, I guess, a little background. Um, I am currently a PhD candidate at Mississippi State University. I am studying weed physiology and genetics. Um, I really have a passion for teaching uh, minorities, specifically people who look like me, how to succeed in areas that we don't usually um, get representation in. Um, and I'm excited to be here talking to you guys. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming, Dr. Russell. Uh, my name is Christian Russell. I recently just finished my doctorate and I currently work at USDA in the Department of Civil Rights. So basically, um, one of our initiatives is to help minority farmers. And so we were super excited to start Be Blank Consulting because a big portion of what we do is educate people about um, cannabis. And congratulations on getting that doctor. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Ms. Jo. Hey, y'all. Uh, my name is Johanna Hamilton, a.k.a. Jo. Um, I'm a fourth year, going into my fourth year as a Ph.D. candidate at Oregon State University. I'm in pub, studying public policy. My background's in ag economics. And uh, yeah, we co-founded Be Blunt Consulting together. And then I also uh, co-founded another company called Melanin Minerals um, with a classmate I met here. And yeah, we're just, as you can see from Christian and Andrea, we're just really passionate about um, just agriculture and promoting diversity in that space too, so. Yeah, and that's great. And like like I said uh, earlier, we wanted to uh, you know have an episode on weed and, and de- demystifying the weed industry. 
Um, but uh, you know, this is a good time to focus on you all. Like, how, how did you all meet? Ooh. <laughs> I was wondering because y'all said different places. So I'm like, wait, how did y'all meet now? So I will I always we laugh telling this story because I actually met Christian first. Um, we all met through this organization called Manners, and it's minorities in ag, natural resources, and related sciences. I was serving as a national officer for the society while I was working on my master's at Auburn University. And I am walking through, we had a career fair, and all of a sudden, Christian Russell is like, hey, Dr. Cole told me to come and talk to you about getting some money for grad school. She didn't tell me who she was, where she came from. So, you know, I kind of stepped back. I was like, well, hello. Nice to meet you. <laughs> right. you know, oh, I'm Christian Russell. Uh, I've, I've been following you on LinkedIn and I'm really interested in going to grad school. I want to go to Auburn. I was like, oh, okay. Now that we know a little bit more. <laughs> and then she introduced me to Joe and it was just. Love at first sight. Right. <laughs> And I met Johanna at the University of Kentucky while we were studying for our bachelor's, but um, we from the same city, so shout out Louisville, right. Louisville babies. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Johanna said that she wanted to go to grad school and she had already talked to some folks over in the ag econ department and I told her she could be my roommate if she came down. So that's how we all connected. Is that Auburn? <laughs> at Auburn. <laughs> Damn, yeah, I know some good people out there at uh, Auburn. Yeah, 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 that's cool, that's cool. So um, so tell me, like, how did um, y'all talk about being, you know, uh, um, loving agriculture? How did y'all, like, all focus down on weed? Like, what what made weed be the thing? Well, I think it, some may have stemmed from <laughs> personal interests. Okay, and, and, I'm, uh, I'm going to get into that mutual friends and then um i mean before we even met we were already you know in that in the ag space right. and then um kentucky hemp was already like a huge commodity in kentucky right. um and like i said you know recreational use kind of i feel like drew me personally mm. that's what really drew my interest in it and just the fact that so many black people are disproportionately marginalized and arrested and convicted, True. you know, for marijuana use, even though white and black people use marijuanas at the same rates, right. uh, we're six times likely, more likely to be arrested and convicted for uh, marijuana possessions and other marijuana charges. So I know the kind of the social justice aspect was another like big component of why we were so interested in it. Nice. Nice. I know, um, I mean, I know I'm from I'm from like uh, South Georgia, so you know, like very, very South Georgia, and um, I was kind of yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, even my I'm from South Georgia, and the first time, like my first experience with weed, for real, had to be like late in college. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was like when I saw it, I was like, that's weed. Like, I had no idea what it was or, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, that's weed. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then um, I remember as a kid, I used to see, like, my dad used to make his own cigarettes and shit. That was weed. I had no idea what the hell it was. In kindergarten, I used to go to school and say, oh, yeah, my dad make his own cigarettes. Like, oh, oh, 
You know what I'm saying? But you know, is I bring it up to like bring up like how to the percept the like perception. My cigarettes are brown. Right. You know, they, and I usually say they smell funny though. They smell real funny. Them funny cigarettes. Yeah. That's what the old folks call it, isn't it? The funny smelling oh, yeah. cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I bring it up to like like how the perception of like weed has has changed so much in like a 20 year span, like. You know, it used to be like, especially in South Georgia, like this taboo thing to now like worldwide, it's pretty like, it's pretty accepted. You know what I'm saying? Um, Like, how do y'all feel about that change and that shift? I know y'all talked a little bit about like a recreational use um, um when you first got into it. Um, So for me, I'm kind of split. Mm-hmm. I am happy to see the celebration of it. But again, the racial... Disparities and injustice that's it. You know, I can't really celebrate it, and that was really where Be Blunt Consulting came from. Um, you know, of course, with the different sectors that we're in, um, being in school, Dr. Russell works for USDA. Mm. We're really, really close to a lot of the policy and bills that were coming along, but then even with us being highly educated we were looking at these bills and we were like, the normal person is going to struggle to even read the first page, you know? So when you start throwing out things about the new legalization of this and how that, you know, certain percentages and things of that nature, a lot of farmers don't go past the eighth grade. That's just like they inherit their farm. And then they know my dad was a farmer. I'm going to be a farmer. And now we're getting more people who are finishing school, but a lot of them are going into those professions or getting those degrees that'll help them progress the family farm. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times that's economics because you look at what you've grown up with and you've seen the numbers and understood that if somebody was better able to work the books, you know, the farm can be more profitable. Um, As far as farming itself, that's not, some people think that's not something that can be taught. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to learn the practices and the, the new evolution of technology, the way that we are, which these are still (laughs) techniques on the back end. So being able to connect with the community and say to close that gap and help our people get ahead and use the knowledge that we have, because we know it does us no good to hold on to it, but we don't want to essentially be pimped out by a system. Right. So we were like, be blunt consulting can be our way to educate and show people how it can be done and how you can get money so that you can be as successful as your others. I like that. And just to uh, reiterate kind of what Joe and Shandrea said, I think one reason we can't really be excited about it is because African-Americans are disproportionately um, or have been locked up for this, but they can't contribute or be a part of the process now to make the money. Um, so that's like a huge issue. And then also, um, depending on what state you're in, the money to put up for some of these applic- these non-refundable application fees, for instance, um, Florida's non-application uh, fee is non-refundable, but it's $60,000. So it's like in the African-American community, because we don't have a lot of revenue within our community, how do you expect us to be a part of the narrative? Right. So right. that equity part is a really big part of why we we created Be Blunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, what'd you say, Joe? I was just going to say, just to piggyback off of them, it's frustrating because there's still so many people who are locked up for it. Mm. You know, so we see all these millionaires and all these billionaire 
trailblazers uh, trailing the path through the cannabis industry, making so much money off a plant that thousands and thousands of people's lives have been ruined. You know what I mean? Right. Families have been broken up. So it's awesome. Like, you know, like they said, it's, it's, it's something to celebrate, but at the same time, it's hard to celebrate because so many people are still being negatively impacted by it while another group of people are getting money, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, right. So and, and, and I think I oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say I watched a documentary on Netflix, and it was a good documentary. And so we got up into this point, and they were at a convention, and the interview asked this white man, "Well, how do you feel about uh, people that are locked up because they've been the pioneers of growing underground? How do you feel about them getting into the business?" And essentially, he said they wouldn't be good business people because they were locked up for it. And I was like, what the hell? Right. <laughs> I was giving you my views and everything. Now I can't even right. to anybody. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy right there. So, I mean, so, okay. So, so even with that, I guess let's jump into that too. Like, like, and I, and I, I'm a little slow. I just like, I, I just got be blunt consulting. I'm a little slow. Okay. I I saw the shirt. I was like, oh damn, that's neat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of alcohol that was in my past. I probably should have been smoking. But alcohol was very present in my past. We ain't gonna talk about that. But um, so so um so like from your expertise, like what how do we jump in here? And basically, I know you. Um, I know your wife had like a, a lot of questions around the uh, weed industry at one point. I know you were, um, y'all were talking about investing in it. Um, but like, how do we like get ahead and like educate ourselves? Or is there any opportunity for you know minorities to get in this pot of the weed business? Absolutely. That is exactly why B Blunt Consulting exists because of those questions. And the thought process behind it, when this idea came to fruition, when we introduced ourselves, um, I know I talked about my background. There's a spread here. We're covering the industry from the front end all the way to the back end, especially with taking, for us to get these PhDs, we all know that our counterparts, all of them that are in the cannabis industry don't have PhDs. But we also knew that because we were black and we were women, anytime that we tried to break into the industry, they were going to ask us to check certain boxes to validate why we're here in this space. Right. Right. And so we were all like, yo, we got to go to school. And if we're going to get these PhDs, we got to use this knowledge because, again, I, I keep saying being pimped out, but that's really what it is. We get hired onto a company and they're like, hey, everything that you learned over the last five or six years, we get ready to milk you for it. And then it's like, but what about everybody else? So the breakdown of the company to answer that question, um, I'm more of the technical aspect. Um, I am who people come to if they have questions about what's growing in their field, even what's growing in their yard. Yeah. I talk to people about, hey, this looks weird. What is it? Hey, this is turning a color. How do I fix it? I'm that person. Mm. If you're having an issue, you know, you've got browning, you've got, you know, or you're, you've got a new startup. Mm. I have this big idea. I'm a dreamer. Right. If you tell me that you have 15 acres of land, 
I'm going to go out here and make you the most deepest plot of 15 acres possible. But then I get to pass off to Joe and Joe is going to tell me if this green that I see for your 15 acres mm. is actually feasible. Because I'm going to tell her, hey, I'm trying to do, you know, three acres this way and I want to do right, three right. acres this way. Joe knows the numbers. Right. Joe is my economist. She's going to tell me if it's a good year for me to buy this because we can't just plant hemp in the field every year back to back. Right. Those are things that have to be taught and learned. And you know, have to learn how to replenish the soil after you've used it. Mm. That costs money. I don't know the money. All I do is look at, hey, I need to do this. Right, and right, I'm right. this somebody like, hey, this is what I want to do. Right. So I pass off to Joe. And then, you know, so I'll let Joe talk about what she does on the aspect of the business. Okay. Okay, the um, What's up, Joe? So, yeah. So, hey, so just like she said, um, like, like I said, my background's in ag economics, so I would be more of the person to look at, like, um, your farm plan. Your, you know, is everything balancing out? Um, your, how much is this equipment going to be? How much is this um, water? You know, how much is it going to cost mm. to make sure you have enough water? Um, uh, seeds, planting, are you going to be able to do that? Do you have the capacity? Can you afford to have a machine do this or is it a boutique farm? Do you have to have everything handmade? Um, and then just other things of that nature too. And then, um, you said something, Drea, that made me think of something. Um, Joe's my numbers person. Oh <laughs> yeah. And then just like, like she said, like you can't just up and do it. Like you, mm you got to really have the knowledge because that's the thing because CBD or well, because of the, the, uh, the farm bill, what the 2018 farm bill that, you know, federally legalized hemp, yep. we saw a boom in hemp production all across the United States. So the States who have been doing it, who have been having the capacity, they're the ones who got, um, the money for the pilots, like here at Oregon state, we have this hemp innovation center, um, it's the biggest hemp innovation center in the country as far as research and um, just research mostly. Mm. But there's so many people who jumped into the industry who some of them were farmers, you know, they were growing potatoes, other things, whatever. Right. But they they jumped in and started growing hemp and thought, you know, OK, I'm about to. I'm about to grow a hundred acres of organic hemp and I'm about to harvest it all, sell it for CBD flour. Mm. I'm about to get, uh, what, two bands a kilo or something like this. For No. Oh, there's so many, there's so many harvests here that didn't go. They didn't go to, they get, didn't go to market. Mm. They sat in the, they sat in the field and rotted because people didn't, they didn't have everything. You know, they just thought I can plant this. I'm going to grow it. I'm going to harvest it. I'm going to get money. But there's just so much more that comes into it. So, like, yeah, so like she said, aside from, like, how are the plants doing, you got to, the bottom line, triple bottom line, always, like, sustainability, but money, you know? Right. So and let me a ask lot a, of people, yeah, wasted a lot of money last last year trying to just jump into the industry. Mm -hmm. and let me ask a quick question before, uh, before Dr. Russell jump in here. Like so, the difference between this, this, you know, I don't know much. What's the difference between hemp and marijuana? Just for the people like me that don't understand completely. That's a great question. That's a lot of people don't understand that. So, from my my background, it's the same plant. Mm -hmm. The difference is the chemical 
So, am I getting a lot of feedback? I'm sorry, y'all. Okay. <laughs> uh, it started echoing on my side. I'm sorry. So, chemical makeup of this plant is going to determine if it is indeed cannabis to smoke, get high, high in THC, or this is medicinal, high in CBD. These numbers are going to be higher. It's all about a ratio. And that is why coming in, that's where Christian ties in. So when we're going into, when we go in and we want to plant and we have this whole plan together, we know what it's going to take to produce this plant. Christian is going to make sure I'm doing it right. (laughs) Christian is going to make sure that we know how to make money and that nobody can let our, we're not going to let our crops rot in the field. And so I'll let Christian cover that point, but that's really the biggest. And she does a lot of the, um, the policy and making sure that our boxes are checked mm-hmm. and right. <laughs> okay. Well, Dr. Russell, go, go ahead. I got a couple questions for you too then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, from a policy standpoint, me and Joe actually ta- tackle both of that because she looks at policy from an economical standpoint and I'm mm-hmm. looking at it from what does it say? And then also from like a social justice standpoint. But um, I tell people they do like the hard science and I'm the soft science that supports them. So all the technical stuff that they have to write up in articles, I, I then transcribe that to the common person so that they can understand. And so the difference that Drea was talking about legally um, on the federal level, it says that we can only have less than 0.3 percent of THC that makes up uh, a marijuana or a cannabis plant. Right. And that that makes it CBD. Yeah. Okay. So that makes it CBD. If it's anything higher than that, then it's considered marijuana. Ah. And what federal government can do is come in and literally fire, like set a fire on your plant to destroy it if it's over that. And so what we've seen over the last year um, was farmers uh, that that has happened in Kentucky. It's happened in Oregon. It's happened in a lot of the pilot states. Um, but it goes back to what Joe says. You can't just go and say, I'm going to grow uh, cannabis and it not test at the right levels mm. to make sure that it can sell on the market. Right, right. Because I used to and think... Gets, oh, go, ahead. No, go ahead, Joe. My bad. I don't even know if, we need, if I'm going too technical, but I was just going to say, you know, and the state, they come out and they test it multiple times. So, and hemp naturally wants to in- produce more THC, you know what I'm mm. saying? So, um yeah, you. If, even if you're right now is July twenty second, even if your hemp is testing 0.3%, 0.2%, a month from now it better be testing that too, or you mm. ain't about to harvest that crop, baby. Okay, right. so a, a lot of regulations around that, and, and absolutely. Okay. So, cause I so is like hemp. So even if I'm like, okay, I want to get ready for, um, I want to get ready for uh, legalization of marijuana, you know, state you know, national nationwide is like, so it, but if I go into hemp, that's a different crop than marijuana. Like I can't just like, Oh, I'm gonna just do hemp right now. And then I'm gonna just transition into marijuana. That's a totally different crop because they're testing the levels. It's it's just a different thing. It's the same plant. It looks the same. If I picked up one and showed you the other, you'd be like, that's weed. That look like weed. You would tell they me they smell that. the same too. They smell like if you smoke them as flowers, they smell the same. Oh, wow. absolutely. So all of it does come down to the testing aspect. So it starts on the front end. That is where I have to do 
the the work. I have to make sure that the seeds that we select are high in CBD, high enough that they're not going to try and get overpowered by THC. And I have to be careful of what's also taking place in the field. What I don't want to happen is that these plants are talking to each other and they're like, oh, you got high levels. Let me get high levels too. So they got to be far enough apart, but close enough together that, you know, we can make some money. Right. So that's the breeding and the genetic aspect of seed selection and Mm. knowing how it's, knowing how certain lines respond to certain, um, I guess, vitamins, Mm -hmm. the way that they respond and how they interact in the field is going to tell you a lot about how they produce in the end. Mm -hmm. So if acid is a really, really big effect on CBD production, I might need to find a line that's going to do well in acidic soil because I'm going to add acidic vitamins to this soil so that it does well. I don't want to pick something that's used to being, it just likes water. If it's used to just having water and I add anything more to it, I can kill the plant. I can cause overproduction of THC. I can cause a whole organization to lose their licensing because I didn't do the due diligence of making sure I did soil testing and providing the right nutrients and selecting the right seeds. But then in that, Joe has to come and tell me, Adre, I know you want these seeds, but uh, these seeds cost in, they running us about $200 and you need 50 bags. Whoa. So now not only am I looking at the most high performing, I got to step back a little bit because a starter farm can't afford $200 a bag seed, (laughs) you know, and trying to be productive. So that is where, you know, the the transition is and understanding those different types of plants, but there's no way to tell the difference by the naked eye. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just genetically they're different. They're yeah. Different, it's just different things. Okay. Yeah. So same crop. Same right. crop. Basically, you it's got like, any questions you want to jump in here with? Hey man, I'm, I'm just soaking up the information. <laughs> so he'll learn it. Like a Netflix documentary. They need to get on TV quick. Yeah, they do. <laughs> the B Blunt no, Consulting I- Show. <laughs> nah, this is like I said, it's, it's good information. It, it's stuff that um, you know, um, I'm originally from Los Angeles, so I've I've been around uh <laughs> the the tree from the the plant from the earth uh for a very long time. Don't really particularly partake as much, um, but just as I've grown older and just gotten um gotten a lot of that information more about the plant you know the the good values that it has instead of just you know the street stuff that we hear about it's definitely something that uh, i know myself and a lot of people are interested in you know investing in but doing it smartly um i do think it's you know kind of crazy as you guys said like places like kentucky and oregon it seems like they're legalizing it in a lot of places that probably aren't populated by as many melanated people. Because mm. like, Oregon, no, I don't know anybody who's ever been there. Yeah, so like, how is y'all is being educated in it and actually knowing how do y'all get the folks that are you know street smart and sell it you know illegally? I guess as it would be now. How do y'all get them to come into you know, the legal space and do it, you know, intelligently. I'm going to 
Joe answer that one because Joe got a whole CBD business. Right. Well, I was just going to say, honestly, the thing is, so like as far as the CBD and marijuana black market, unless like policy wants to like be fair and equitable, it's not. And these, you know, the prices don't reflect that. It's They're not going to come you know, they're not going to come off the black market. There's, I mean, there's just so much money in this space um, and the black market and, you know, in the legitimate market. But I mean, there's, yeah, there's just, and it's funny you say that because there's so many people that had the discussion here. Cause you know, even though we have dispensaries on every corner, people still have weed men. You know what I mean? Like people still have their go-to where, Oh, I can get this to dispensary. I can get it maybe $20, $30 cheaper off my weed man or something like that. Um, so yeah, if things aren't, I mean, if, if, if you're making, you feel me like a few bands doing this and you can make like one band doing the legit way, why would you stop doing what you're Mm. doing? You know what I'm saying? And then especially too, like they mentioned earlier, some of the barriers to entry, if you, if you got a record, it's over, it's a wrap for you. There is no, there is no application process for you. You just, you can't do it. So, um, until, and I know there are cities who have, who have put forward legislation to try and like get rid of some of those barriers. But unless um, things like that are removed, people aren't going to come to the to legit side because, I mean, they don't have to. They can they still got their plugs. You know, there's a lot of people in Cali growing hundreds of acres of weed. There's still people going down there getting boxes, getting right. hundreds of pounds of weed, making money. So, you know, like... Huh? Yeah, unless y'all, unless you feel me, the government try. Unless the government wants people to play in it, they're not gonna, they're not gonna be in it, you know. So, right. But and then, definitely monopolized. Right. The other part of that too is until it's legalized with these same rules across all fifty states, the black market is always going to exist because mm-hmm. you have those states where I was looking at. I remember I got excited about a job in Louisiana. And I was like, oh, man, they're building this genetic center, doing this cannabis testing. First and foremost, I found out that the only cannabis, the only marijuana that we could test had to come from the government. Mm. Yep. So and it was so highly regulated mm. to the point that people, first of all, in Louisiana. below Reggie. <laughs> right. did <laughs> the study. Right, <laughs> because this stuff is from like the what the sixties. Oh wow! Like it's established in a greenhouse, and only certain labs can deal with it. So it's not even we're talking about seeds everywhere. Like just not the most, the not the prettiest thing. But what killed me was as this was being erected, I had to sit back and I was like, wait, how are they going to build this marijuana? Research center is cannabis legal in Louisiana? Mm. Medicinal cannabis has been legal in marijuana. The whole reason they were able to get this plan off the ground and do these partnerships is because underground, there were certain small businesses Mm. managed by larger companies were in the medicinal business and doing their medicinal research, but keeping it on the low. And they made it a point that in building this research center that they had to go like they had like a it was almost what is uh I almost called him a Cheeto the apprentice when he did the apprentice 
The president has a show, had a show called The Apprentice in Louisiana to get the rights to be able to fund and process whatever comes out of this research center. They had to go up like head to head like uh, The Apprentice and mm-hmm. buy for contracts. Mm-hmm. Mind you, these are state contracts. This is a research center, government mandated, government funds. Right. Like, <laughs> this is, and nobody knew that cannabis was legal in Louisiana. Like Damn. all this is going on and they're like, we <laughs> this is dope. Right. But the company that won was because they were building jobs. They've spoke yeah. very highly with their grants and saying that they wanted to increase jobs in this small town in Louisiana. Yeah. So basically factory mentality. Mm-hmm. But now what we've seen and the reason why we wanted to go into the education space is that all 50 states should eventually have an HBCU and a PWI partnership to do this CBD THC research. So before it was just these small, you know, I know in Mississippi, they have it being done through the pharmacy school at Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. In Louisiana, it's a partnership between, um, was it Southern University and Mm -hmm. you? And I was excited because for Georgia, the partnership is with UGA and Fort Valley. So Mm -hmm. For the longest, I was like, I ain't going back to Fort Valley. I ain't going back to Fort Valley. <laughs> as soon as I saw that that was the partnership school, I was like, so. Yeah, right. Y'all need a weed scientist? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So things like that are why yeah. we did this. You know, I why we you. wanted to get into this. Oh, that's, that's fucking amazing, man. <laughs> and, uh, and for the uh, states that don't have HBCUs, mm-hmm. um, the 1994 institutions are the indigenous people institutions mm-hmm. or Native American institutions yep. and and they have been growing as well so for those states like the PWIs in those in the states uh, should be partnering with them as well and so we, we, and the, and the H- HSIs the Hispanic Servant Institute yep. especially mm-hmm. too just because uh, who? Uh, HSIs Hispanic Servant Hispanic. Institutes if yep. you're uh, I think it's 20 or 25 percent uh, Latinx or more considered okay. mm-hmm. an HSI, but um, I mean, when you look at the the dynamics and the demographics of the people who are out in the fields, it's you know between one and three million are migrant workers, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean? yeah. and, and like uh, undocumented mi- migrant workers. So we sh- they should definitely be partnering with those uh, mm-hmm. institutes because it's generational for them. Their right. families. Yeah you know came here to work the farms and they're still doing it so right. so yeah and the only way i guess um the only only way we can push these uh partnerships is through politicians is that how like that's the first way we can do that i guess i'm assuming you know well it's funny because right now with this uh black lives matter movement going on I feel like a lot of things, I mean, there have definitely been some good things that come from it, but I think it's also been kind of like a smack in the face just because it, it just goes to show like having all these like predominantly white institutions, like find like admitting that, yes, you know what, we do have the power. We do run shit. We do have control. We'll, we know what, we'll give y'all this. We'll, we'll give y'all a grant or we'll give you opportunity to be in our store or crumbs. we're going to, 
What'd you say? So they're giving out right. crumbs. Right. <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to dedicate 20% of our shelf space to Black-owned business or to whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I mean, like, what a slap in the face. Like, it just goes to show that, like, this systemic oppression and racism that we talk about that, you know, other people have looked down on in, in the past called Black Lives Matter, uh, a terrorist organization, all this other bullshit are now like, we hear you, you know, we, you know, you've been saying this shit for decades, but we hear you for generations, but we hear you now. And we're going to post the black box on our Instagram to show y'all that we're in solidarity with y'all. But I mean, it was, it was just an eye opener. You know what I mean? Like for, for stuff that we already knew that we have already been a parent of, you know what I'm saying? It was just such an eye opener that we have no ownership or control over really anything. So to answer your question, I'm against the big organizations, the the partnering with, I don't want to partner with the government. I want their money, mm. but I don't want to partner with them. Mm. So that was why we thought this was so important because we want to show people that there are ways to get their money and not be controlled by them. Mm-hmm. And that's the big picture here is that we want it to be done, but honestly, for us as a minority group um, to make it happen, yes, there are some of us who have pockets of money. They got loads of money. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make you come off those loads of money. I want people who are like us, who we're working. We want this. We want to get out of that nine to five mentality. Mm-hmm. Think bigger and bring five people together that mm-hmm. can build an investment group that can then invest in land. Yeah. That can then turn that land, you can rent it out to people. You can make that land profitable while also doing what you want to do. Right. But you have to have some type of incentive. And that's the, we're like, if we're not educating people, if we're not giving something back to you, why do you, why do you need to listen to me and see that mm-hmm. picture? So we always said we have to give back because we can, we wouldn't be here if somebody right. gave back to us. So this is our give back. We don't, we, when we drafted our business model, our business plan, we've always said we don't get paid unless they get paid. Mm -hmm. So the purpose is if you don't know how to do it and I know how to do it, I'm going to help us do it. Right. I'm going to come out of your pocket. I don't, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to get this experience. We're going to work on this together because I want to see us win. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's how we do it. It's not trying to, KB, you can't do it by yourself. Basic, you can't do it by yourself. We all got to come together because like Christian said, a $60,000 application fee, non-refundable. Boy, six, most people can't even pay that $600 fee for some of them. Right, right. So exactly. But if you have five people that are coming together, mm-hmm to split that $60,000 investment and you're putting it up and saying, this is my capital and this is what it's going for. And we know that we have to make X amount of money to pull this off. Let's make it happen. But we got to stop thinking small and thinking that I can do it by myself. Not to say that people can't, but what the government is looking at and what they're depending on is for us to stay ignorant to the policies and the processes Mm -hmm. that are out there to actually help us. And we want to be able to show people that it can be done. Okay. Okay. I I got a question, uh, KB, before you move over, um, and maybe uh, Doc can um, help out with this. Um, 
Now, as far as because I, I watched a show called Queen Sugar. I don't know if you ever watched it, but that's why I'm, I'm getting like flashbacks from that with, with it here, which y'all talking about the Louisiana farms and stuff. Mm-hmm. So as far as getting because there are a lot of black farmers, like people, you know, the southern roots and stuff like that. Not not as much, no? No. What are they doing? Like three percent of farmers in America, like it's significantly decreased since like the nineteen forties. Think about Mm -hmm. people started off as sharecroppers. A lot of them sharecroppers did not keep that land, bro. My my family was the same. A lot of them who have died and their land has went on to their kids. Their kids will sell it. Kids keeping a fucking farm right now because they don't know what to do. Or then you run into like heirs' property issues, right? Where you Mm -hmm. have like maybe 150 heirs to this one property, but maybe you move to Chicago and you never go check on that property. You, yeah, you, yeah. You're not connected to the land. You have no interest in farming. Yeah. That's like, that's so, so yeah. So I guess that is, that kind of sucks because I thought it was still, but even y'all, y'all are still in the ag space because me, right. so we my, my major, yeah, right. my major at, at Fort Valley was veterinary technology. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had a lot of classes over in the ag building and I see how much land that they have over there. And I'm, I was just telling somebody today that, you know, was starting, you know, a garden up and stuff. And I was like, I'm not a, a, a field or a farm by person. Right. I definitely put the money in there. Right. I ain't really trying to be in the dirt. I help y'all move some trash every once in a while, but I, I just want to be an uh, investment partner. But and that's so, the hardest for get so much trial and error, bro. <laughs> no, I, I'm okay. I know my. I'm okay. <laughs> no, so for for me, so for people like myself who still want to get involved but don't really have any type of ag background or anything like that, like what are some resources or you know right. what that, what do that, we look at to really make sure that we're doing it? You know, do we just hit y'all up? Like, what's yeah, you that, know y'all got that, a webinar that was, or something? Bro, that was my <laughs> next. That was my next question, bro. Like. <laughs> Fast forward, this shit legalized everywhere. What's the first step? Like people like me and Ian do that. We not farmers. What do they do? Like what do they do if they want to do something? Because um, and before y'all answer, I'm sorry. This is because I've, I've been I talk a lot, but I like I said I've been listening because this this is this is good info. Because I feel like what is gonna be happen, what's gonna happen? Because we all know now, like with the pandemic going on, a lot of businesses really not making no money. But you know who's making a lot of money right now? The liquor stores, like people don't care. They got five dollars. Homeless people got five dollars in their pocket. Yep. Bro, I used and to wonder why. who be buying them little, like <laughs> the the shot bottles. I said, who buying mm-hmm. a shot bottle, bro? And it's three dollars. Yeah, it's like yeah, I'm going ahead and get the three dollar bottle, twenty dollars, and buy twenty of them. Money is logic. Most states that have marijuana legalized are commissioned through that the ABC within that state. So the alcohol beverage consumption in that state. So that's actually a, a, a interesting point because they're they they're the ones who go out and test your your farm to make sure that it's below or under based on what state you're in. So I would say and you're correct. So in in a perfect world, in less than 10 years, cannabis would be legalized. I, I'm saying a perfect world. I said perfect world. Oh, yeah. 
no, I'm, I'm trying to be tangible. I can't say in 30 years, Christian, because they like, shoot, dang, I'm going to be old. You know, like, we're going to talk about this for my <laughs> So, in a perfect world, if we could see it with cannabis being legalized in the next 10 years, what you can do right now is get your investment group together. Get your business plan together. Get that capital together. Think about it as a extended savings account. So if there's a group of you that are really, really passionate about this, um, you want to make sure that when it is, when it hits, there's not going to be any roadblock in place for you. If, if you're going to stay in Georgia, your investment group could really be the investment group that buys the farmland for this up and coming grow. Because you're like, again, investing is seeing the bigger picture way ahead. You're really in it to be like, okay, I'm doing this. I know in three to five years, something's going to pop. That's how you have to look at the cannabis industry. If you're not future planning, if you're not investing, you're not going to be ready when it does happen. Because again, it's not cheap. If you're not a farmer right now, or you don't know anybody who has farmland, your family doesn't own acres, you don't have any machinery. That's all stuff that if you don't have the capital, you're going to need a loan for. And if your business is brand new, when they pop all this off, you're not getting anything versus somebody who's like, oh, we went into this and we, we decided to plan. We wanted to, we, we bought this land and it's going to be a community garden. I don't care. The community garden, you run out space with the people and let them do what they want to do until, and that land ends up paying for itself because you've got people using it and producing and you're writing a contract. But you're getting ready. What that shows is that your business is being profitable, that your business has been established, that your business has tenure. So when you go up to apply for these forms, if you do need a loan, nobody can tell you no. Mm-hmm. Also, you need to build a team. So if this is something that you're serious about, your team is going to consist of consultants. Those consultants are going to have their own network of people who do things like field testing. If you're like, oh, I don't know the last time my field's been tested. Hey, don't worry about it. We've got a guy who's going to come up. He's $60 an hour. He's going to come out. He needs to take 15 samples. All right, you're good to go. We've got that taken care of for you. We, Hold on. They, they, make, they make $60 an hour to test the field? I just threw that number out there, but it's probably, it's actually... Whatever you rated, baby. Yeah, consultants control what he wants. What are we going to school for? Do it. Around. Well, that's what it is. It's supply and demand. So that was another mm-hmm. thing we looked at. You have, we have the knowledge, but we also know somebody who knows how to do it. So if I give you, if I tell you how to do it, mm-hmm. we build it, baby. So... Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you have to use that network so you got to start building it now right. is the overall end all be all is that it has to be something that you are ready to hit the ground running and then oh go ahead Joe sorry I was just going to say just like and for starters for, for you and KB right now y'all honestly one of the easiest ways to get started is to just join Facebook groups mm. um, of hemp CBD black farmers black growers and I've noticed too, a lot of times in there, people are happy to help you. You know what I mean? Like, whereas you join other organizations and stuff, sometimes people are a little, you know, a little uppity or whatever. It might not be as quick to try and help you, but uh, Facebook is a great resource. Excuse me, YouTube, um, of course, Google. Queens. 
Queen Sugar. Queen yeah. Sugar, right. <laughs> B Blunt Consultant, you feel me? Oh, yeah. that well, was another, um, I was going to say, an easier way to invest in the marijuana industry is to join like a Robin Hood and start investing your money in these stock markets. Oh, okay. So I think between all of us, we're probably invested in over 25 companies on the stock market i mean myself i think i'm invested in between 12 to 15 and when you catch them on the low so an example of this is when you catch them on the low when they're like maybe 10 to 15 dollars per share there's one one company i can remember capped out i was in las vegas when this happened but it capped out i remember because i was like oh shit like it capped out at 300 dollars per share and I had only invested twenty dollars, oh, so man. like I saw my, I saw it, and so eventually it went down, right? Yeah. Because then you have competitors. But if I would have sold all my stocks that day, like I would have yeah. been good for a while. <laughs> so I tell people like the stock market, and when it comes to marijuana, it's a long term investment. Like you're not gonna see if you invest in a company that's five dollars or six dollars per share. You're not going to see a really big return on that until maybe like seven, seven to ten years down the road. But if you you, you just put money away every paycheck, even if it's twenty dollars, like that's money that you're investing, and you don't even have to look at it. Absolutely, and that's one of the services of Blunt Consulting. Christian is our resident. What do you need to invest in? How do you need to invest it? And why do you need to invest it? She that's her platform. So not only are we on the education side, not only are we on the consulting side, but we want to help you make money as well. So it does us no good to have all this knowledge and know what businesses are thriving on the stock market or what you can invest in with little to no money, especially with Robinhood coming up with this uh, incremental shares and things of that nature. There's no reason why you shouldn't own stocks. But for me, I'm not a numbers person. I wait for my text message from Christian when Christian <laughs> from that jump. <laughs> and Christian, oh, uh, I'm over here looking at the market and um, I see this company. So I'm about, and I, I gauge it off of how many shares she gets. Yeah. If Christian does 25 shares, I'm going to probably do five to 10. Mm. I'm a conservative investor. Yeah, I'm not missing out on the opportunity, but again, she's Dr. Russell. I'm still a student. Don't let her fool you. She sends me stocks all the time. Uh, <laughs> send them to her. It's more of a a. Hey, what you think about right, this? Right. That's the research. It's right. not me. <laughs> I got. You. Hey, that's how it works, man. Your computer break. You call somebody who know about computers like that. Right. And people act. Yeah, people act like they gotta know all this shit about the stock market. I'm like, bro, you don't need to know all you that about it, man. It's they make it seem way more complex than it is. They do. You know what I'm saying? They you really can Google try- all of the terms. Robinhood is so user friendly. Right. You can follow all the trends. Um, yeah. but I did want to kind of segue into okay. uh, we actually consulted somebody in Kentucky mm-hmm. who had a lot of farmland. She was a black lady, so we were like ecstatic to help her. But you know, when we had our initial con- consultation, we I think we had maybe like thirty questions that we had to ask, and I let Shandria and Johanna ask all the questions. And then when we knew how much work 
actually needed to be done and Johanna produced the numbers, they were like, no, we're okay. Uh, we think we'll go with somebody else. And we were like, but this is like what it takes to get into the industry. Like, I think Johanna quoted her half a million dollars for equipment because she didn't right. have equipment. It's cool right. that you got the farmland, but Chandrea hopped into the, you got to have the equipment portion. Right. And then you also got to have Chandrea come out and test your soil. Mm-hmm. So we were giving out these, it was a trial and error. This was our first consultation, but right. we were giving out all this free information. <laughs> and she went, she went out and got her soil tested outside of us. Mm-hmm. And Shadra was like, I feel like that's a slap in the face. I was like, well, we yeah. don't have to do business with her anymore yeah. because yeah. she took what you had learned, what you paid for with your education, regardless if it was a scholarship or it was free, whatever. It was your education that you paid with in some way, shape, or form. And you took it and you ran with it. Yeah. And now you still want us to help you? Nah. Nah, and that's a y'all crazy part. Y'all I don't see charge it. a uh, consulting fee. Nah, that was a consultation. It was, it was like a, it was a consultation. Initial. It's yeah. the first we get. Nah, 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 fuck that. Nothing free, bro. You got somebody come out your house to want to do some work for you. Most people offer a free consultation. That's how it they works. Do. That's that's standard. Yeah. You don't take. Yeah, but it, it's fucked up for you to take that information and not trust Man. those first people, and then go pay somebody else to do that. Shit. Hey, people. Hey, people. People been doing that for for years. We know now. Look, we know now. That was our trial and error. We ain't doing that shit no more. Look, <laughs> I, I look at the. I'm, I look at the business model that uh, like LeBron did with you know Rich Paul and and all his homeboys. When when LeBron came into the league, you know he had the typical you know lawyer that was I mean agent who was you know uh, hey you know making all this money you know getting them to do different uh, entertainment stuff and all that stuff like that. But he was like, hey, I'll sign with you, but you got to put my homeboys on. Yeah, and that's what he did. Yeah. Hey. You got to teach my homeboys how to do all that stuff. And as soon as they did, as soon as they learned how to do all that, goodbye. And they started down. People do it all the time. That's business. Yeah. People, people we, learn We it. know it's, now. Yeah, we it, know better now. It's true. That was our, that was our first consultation. Like, we yeah. were excited about it because this lady, this black lady has so much farmland in mm-hmm. Kentucky. Like, you know how unheard of that is? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know black people was in Kentucky. She she must have been somebody like, you know, somebody. She was right on the outskirts of Kentucky. She wasn't in Louisville, baby. But uh it's a lot of black people in Louisville. But she I'm was like looking at two of them. Right. So she was like on the outskirts of Louisville, but she owned like fifty kind of land. We know who y'all ancestors must have joined. So anyway, right? Anyway, we still black though. Anyway, no, nah, hey, yeah, look at his name. It's basic logic now. In all of that, what we did learn and what we're still learning. So we know you got Doctor Russell. And Dr. Russell is out here in the real workforce. She's looking at companies and they're like, consulting fees. We need a consultant for X amount. When we first started, I was like, for me, I like to help people. I don't. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, we, hey. A little bit. We Andrea know. Yeah, we heard her spill in the beginning. It sounded real. It, it sounded like but a real freemium. Too, yeah, it sounded yeah, way too freemium. Right? It was like seventy five dollars. I text Joe so quick, nah, like, bro. You gotta think about it, man. You, you, you tell, so look, if y'all come to me and tell me something costs five hundred thousand dollars, you talking about a seventy five dollar fee for the consultation? 
That sounds like you a scam. You wouldn't even know that without us, but, but what I'm saying, it sounds like a scam. It's like if you you charge, you saying like the equipment costs five hundred thousand dollars. Y'all gotta charge me. Y'all gotta charge something for this because you mean the numbers don't match. <laughs> no, but when we gave her our real consulting fee after we consulted mm-hmm. with one another. They were like, how much? No, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. you got, well, you that, got that nine degrees yeah, spread across us. Not, not f- I think up, I, it was just like, oh, we don't need all that. It was like, we was on the phone for an hour doing this consulting. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> when when it came out, like, this is how much it's going to be for us to, yeah. be, for us to, you feel me, get flued out. You feel me? And all this and do this. They was like, oh, well, we don't need all that. We just need this. As, and I was like, well, we still got to get flued out. Ask, ask us if that farm is established. Uh, definitely not. She wouldn't try. Probably not. That. No. That, hey, yeah. Uh-huh. But I, I going in. Somebody gonna probably come and buy her damn land. We will. <laughs> yeah. But and, and, yeah, no, but, yeah, maybe I don't know if maybe you gotta have like contracts to be like, hey, you can't do business with like. So, I, I don't know. It's just, it's tough. I guess you win some, you lose some. Yeah, I mean they yeah. learning. Right? They learning, yeah. bro. Like you just have to Y'all alter the back tenfold. Yeah, so. you just have to alter the consultation. You make it make it a shorter consultation. Don't give them all that. You know what I'm saying? And that was learned. That was our first one. Yeah, yeah. You don't give them all that. Give them, you know, five ten minutes. Or send them now, a, a, over here, like group prices. Christian's like, hey, somebody has questions about they want to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, nah, baby. Yeah, because even me, I, I, Shandria will be like, maybe we should charge them $100. And I'm like, Shandria, no, we need to charge them three. Yeah, because <laughs> even me, I look at that from a, te- from a Remember, technical. I don't like the numbers. That's why I don't deal with numbers. Yeah, you know yeah, your yeah. shit, right? right? I right. got two people that are sitting up here like, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. If you do a business by yourself as your friend, right? Worry, and that's why I got them because I'm like, I got you. Yeah. Listen, how y'all how y'all need to charge every time I think about them? Uh, how much some student loans is like? Thanks. Now, bring it on up. Yeah, yeah. Because hell, I look, I even look at it from a technical standpoint. I'm like, you know, if. The question that she asked a pretty standard, man. She just fill in this form and we give us some generic information about it's going to cost between 500 and a million to get your shit started. If you want to have a consultation, pay this fee and we'll set up something. You know what I'm saying? And just do it like that. Um, that was, and that's what essentially what we came up with. We mm-hmm. realized we needed to cut the questions. There's mm-hmm. a hard stop. So like, yep. again, we have a soft spot. We had to learn that the hard way. Yeah. As black women, Y'all we got to much. Because it was another black woman who wanted to bet on us. Mm-hmm. And that was the hardest lesson in business is that black women or not, it's still business. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We yeah. we have to handle it as a business. Yeah. So yes, we want to see you thrive, but the 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 gems that we're giving you are gonna make you better as a business. Yeah. Now, outside of that, if you're my homie, you you know, we just tossing ideas off of each other, that's different. But when it's business, it's business. It's business. We had to learn to be, I don't want to say cutthroat, but like there's no more knowledge. It's when business. It comes to money, it's business. And business, if, if my outlook on business doesn't work well for you, maybe you don't even work again. If it, ain't, if, it, if it don't make sense, then shit, what's the point? Um, but man, so uh, I literally didn't get into none of the questions I wrote down. 
Not, not. And we got. Hey, this. Bruh. We need a part. We need a part two on this. Bro, I, I got a little cute question. Like, how, how did y'all get entangled with weed and shit? I ain't get to none of this shit. I ain't get to none of that shit. I, I spent a lot of time. Like, oh, this gonna be a good one right here. I ain't get none of this shit. Look, I'm mad. That one, y'all. Bro, I'm did y'all mad. Weed is an actual weed. That was what made me excited about it. I Wait was a like, minute. Yo, Wait, I run that a little slower now. Run that by me a little slower, please. Weed, weed. is an actual weed. Wait, uh, basic, do you get that one? No, because I, I, had, I had asked, I asked before we hopped on you the see pod, how he tried to move on? When it, listen, you see how he tried to move said, on from the shit? Listen, when they said that <laughs> she was a weed scientist, I was like, like, Smoke weed or like uh, this weed nigga asked me. He was talking about a garden. Like, oh, you like what we gonna talk about with like weeds? Like they weeds? Like I'm like nigga. I was like, damn, this episode finna be boring as hell. This the caliber. This the caliber host you talking. It is a weed. That's It's weed. That's a weed. I got you. I got you. I got you. I say that the the follow up to that is always so because we have all this diversity mm-hmm. my first office mate like legit office mate is from india and it blew my mind when she told me yeah that shit just grows on the side of the road like mm-hmm. we can walk outside and just pick it up and she was like i just don't understand the american way of doing things and i was sitting back i was like shoot i don't understand <laughs> But to your point, Drea, and I think Johanna will kind of get into this in her segue of melanin minerals, but there are so many health benefits to it. It is, which is why it's it's so free. In India, they can walk outside, they make their, they get some turmeric, you know, and they're like, we're ready to go. All the cycles. Make their own pain salve. Right. And we over here are like, nah, it's, it's illegal. Why is it illegal? Because they haven't found a way to monetize it yet. Right. Exactly. Wait, what's that? Is that my? That's me? I don't know. It sounded like a car in somebody's house. No, it was a thunderstorm. I thought I was oh, like, wow. Was that a sound effect or was that real life? Oh, that was real, <laughs> but. I was like, shut up. I'm sitting back. Sound like a diesel. <laughs> 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 All right, so we we got we got a rap song, but I got a I got one quick question. Man, it can't then. be like a two part. Like we can't chop and screw it. Man, we man. We can <laughs> keep going. Huh? We can chop and screw it. He was like, look, we can we can chop. Like I said, I got I got like 15 questions here that we did not even touch. You know what I'm saying? Man, really? And he said. Basic said this was gonna be boring. <laughs> 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 I'm looking for the boring part. If you didn't even get to your 15 questions, right? No, no, that's so when I not, thought it was just about do? like weed. I thought it was like oh, weeds, like you know the one you use the weed like right before. Fine. Yeah, I mean it is. It is because you got to manage those in your cannabis field to make sure that we see you transition. The optimal, you know. We got you. We got you. We got you. So look. So can y'all tell me, like, has the COVID affected the 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 weed industry at all? Joe, well, so, that's a joke question. Joe is in Oregon, one of our recreationally legal states. Mm. 
Well, it's funny because I think in March when COVID first was like, you know, like, okay, we're shutting shit down. Uh, Oregon had like its highest pot sales or something like that. And I don't know, like for myself personally, like I was supposed to go to Guam for this like restoration and conserve, um, sustainability and conservation program. I didn't go. So I just spent a hell of money on weed. I was, buying, <laughs> I, mean, I was like, I know no, that's right. facts because I probably spent more money on weed right. this month than I ever had. So it the same is. way y'all was like, people are running to the liquor store. People are buying, running to the, you know, dispensaries yeah. too. But I mean, like Christian said, there's so many health benefits that really is medicine for people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I love it personally as a recreational, you know, but there it is medicine for so many people. I give my dog, my dog has epilepsy. I give him CBD, mm. uh, THC and, you know, when you have THC and CBD working together, um, you know, well, when you when you have full spectrum, you get that entourage effect entourage effect but when you have thc and cbd working together it's just so beneficial for mm. you um especially like with different things like neuroprotection stuff like that uh, uh it can bind with our serotonin receptors which is our anxiety perception and um affects our levels of anxiety and stuff like that so people and so states with uh dispensaries they stayed open because they were considered an essential business but it, I mean, how bullshit would it be for all these states to be like, you know, we legalize this because we we do recognize that this is medicine. But then when COVID came, they'd be like, oh, we're going to close y'all down. Yeah, yeah. So right, we want to see the states stand by what they said. You know what I'm saying? So right. um, I can't speak for everybody. I do know in the black market, there's definitely been um, definitely been a drought because a lot of my homies have been up in Oregon and they usually don't come to Oregon. You know what I'm saying? They go to Cali. Uh, they've been up here because we got the cheapest weed in the country baby come to Oregon <laughs> show you a good time plug man plug man, plug, man. man. <laughs> so, tell them about the endocannabinoid system <clears throat> oh yeah so um, just basically like um, everybody has the endocannabinoid ECS endocannabinoid system in our bodies um, wait what that basically, is now? sorry what that is So um, it's a system in our body Uh and basically that's why uh, cannabis and cannabidiol and all the other uh, cannabinoids found inside of uh, marijuana or the hemp, the cannabis L sativa plant, technically, or cannabis sativa L plant, if you want to be technical. Uh Um, That's why why people have used it for not even decades, but centuries, you know, like... (laughs) I think the first cultivars go back to BC to China BC, but basically, like yeah. um, yep. they in the eighties, scientists discovered the endocannabinoid system. Mm-hmm. So they were like, okay, so this is how it works. So basically, um, there's a CB one and CB two receptors, mm-hmm. and they interact with different cannabinoids, mm-hmm. and basically, so that impacts the body in different ways. So, like I said, like for instance. Um, why everybody's like, oh, if you suffer from anxiety, instead of getting like taking a Xanax or something, if you want to do something that's a more natural alternative, you could get CBD. And how that's going to work is the CBD, um, those CB1 and CB2 receptors are going to interact with our serotonin receptors. And and then that'll balance you or reduce your anxiety levels. And the same thing with other things like... um, like the CBD uh, activates our TPRV1 receptors and that regulates like 
our pain reception, our temperature and inflammation. So that's why people be like, oh, if you have pain and inflammation, try CBD because it's a natural mm. alternative. So, and what did you say that was called? An Incovid or what was it? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just endo. Endo? Like endo, aldo, you feel me? Endo. <laughs> endo, you feel me? Endo. <laughs> Endocannabinoid system, ECS. Okay, yeah. ECS. Okay. So, mm-hmm. the way my take on it and the way I explain it to people, if we didn't have this system, we wouldn't be able to use cannabis. Right. So, when people are like, it's illegal, it does this, it does that. Right. You know how people are like, alcohol, I drink alcohol, you got to worry about your liver and you got to drink no mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. Like, open your kidneys and stuff like that. Right. Because our bodies can't tolerate alcohol. Right. right. The whole system. It can let us tolerate. You don't got no endo alcohol system. <laughs> <laughs> we sit here and drink wine and liquor. Right. I mean, like, I mean, it's the earth. My wine was of the earth with yeah. the fruit. Yeah, <laughs> yeast is natural. It's just fruits and yeast. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I need to. I need to take me. A little, I need to take me a little class or something, man. Cause little I tried food science class. Yeah, cause, not, cause I try. Science. I tried some weed one time, man, and I watched that. Uh, I watched that damn what that show we were talking about earlier. Weeds. No, no, with the with the, with the, with the dude eating. Animal. I mean, Hannibal. Animal. I watched that Hannibal. Hannibal, and I watched it. I watched the an anime, man. Man, that shit had me fucked up, man. I, I, uh, my mind went to a different place, man, bro. That shit fucked oh, me up, man. That's a part of the T like so THC is what gives you that fucked that's up. Like it, yeah, it, it yeah. took me to a crazy place, man. I like I don't even watch this show no fucking more. That's where. Hey, I, that's how I got there. All of them do that. Yeah, no, yeah. All of them do that. that's one of the questions on my list. I I wanted to ask y'all about the different strands of weed and stuff, but we ain't got the list. We ain't get to the list because y'all making too much damn sense on the whole damn interview. You know what I'm saying? We ain't asked for that, man. We we, we want to go to the list. Y'all supposed to be born, then we go to the list. Y'all, I ain't got to look at damn list the whole damn time. Listen, we can't help that, you know. We got, we got to do a part no. two though. We can't we can't go too 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 much longer though, man. We got hour and ten. I want I want this to be one solid episode right here. I want people to get this whole episode. No, this is just just crazy because I feel like I, I've been lied to. Like it was it was two two different sections of like quote unquote potheads. It was a group that was falling asleep on the couch with the bag of hot Cheetos and y'all was the one y'all would smoke and go read a book. Like, right. Like, y'all trying to go to the gym? Bruh. Them people be weird as hell to me in the gym. How am I going to you? <laughs> there might have been a train when I was in Amsterdam that made me ride bikes for nine hours. Bruh, I'm just saying. I see that. No, I... I got something to say about that. I went I went to Amsterdam. Right? The one in Amsterdam was trash. Uh-oh. You thought the weed in Amsterdam was bad? Yes. I, I really feel that's the thing that kind of worries me about like dispensaries and stuff like that and government regulated stuff. I feel like some of the stuff isn't as pure that they they kind of mixing it because especially when you got now when you went did you get pre roll or did you roll your own? No, I got my own bud. They rolled. Yeah, See, that's probably what happened. We we got the pre roll, and I feel like they had. Oh, so yeah. when the pre rolls, 
Oh, sorry. Well, hey, I'll go real quick. For well, one thing I wanted to say really quick is a lot of uh, older people who smoke now they all say that the weed now is way more potent just because mm-hmm. how people can manipulate the genetics and everything. Weed is way more potent than it was 30, 40 years ago. And then two, with the pre rolls, usually what they do with that, they take the bottom of the bag, all the you know, all the uh, shake and everything, and stuff them with that. Mm. So that's why. But um, the weed in the dispensary, they go through really rigorous testing. You know, they have mm. to, they have to, you know, to be, and they have to, ha- they all have to have these licenses. They all have to pay big money to have their stuff tested. Um, so yeah, I think with the pre rolls, it was just what they do is they just <laughs> stuff them with shake. So that's probably why it's feeling like this is duty. <laughs> well, it also depends on how your body metabolizes cannabis. <laughs> So some people, like, I know people who have smoked that said, this doesn't work for me, like, it's done nothing. But if they eat an edible or take a um, a tincture under their tongue, they're like, okay, this is how my body metabolizes cannabis. Mm. We're going to do part two for sure, man. I, I'm, right, yeah. We didn't get the edibles. I'm using right. these questions, goddammit. We're going to get the part two. We stick to the script next time, goddammit. The whole script. I, I mean, we got to because it's so much. That was, right. it is so much because like, we didn't even have this shameless plug. Johanna is like, yes. Melanin, Melanin Minerals. Minerals. If you're not following Melanin Minerals 324, <laughs> I see, I remember because I just try to type in Melanin Minerals, but right, it won't come up. No, you have to do Melanin Minerals 324. Joe has a whole store of CBD and non CBD skincare, facial care, mm. hair care. Man, so yeah. everybody that has those questions, like the questions that you're asking. About like, oh, okay, the different strains and how does this interact right. with this? We, gonna, we got y'all. We that's, that's the so All Joe right. is your resident. A my back is hurting. Back, I don't know. Look, my back I don't know is hurting. Yeah, you need to invest. She's always looking for investors. Absolutely, yes. Right now, so we're gonna, we're, we're gonna get that. We're gonna get that on there officially, man. Um, so y'all, well, y'all for sure coming back. Then we, we already confirmed. Okay, we right. confirmed that. All right, let's wrap. Let's wrap up. Um, let's wrap up. Um, my dog trying to play with me and shit. Basically, go ahead. Start us. Start us off, man. What you got, bro? Oh no, this like I said, this was this was dope info. You know, we got. Three melanated women on here, you know, just get dropping that knowledge on there, um, kind of just taking away some 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 myths about you know weed. <laughs> uh, nah, but this this is dope. A lot of info. Um, like I said, this this is our time to kind of get in and know that information because I really feel like in the next 10, 20 years, like you're gonna see stores full of you know marijuana, like you will liquor stores where you can go in and pick whatever type you like and you don't want to be left on that outside looking in like damn i should invest it you didn't get a weed man uh twenty dollars every week <laughs> your whole college career right you can put it in now invest it in some stock absolutely it is um thank you for going mute there sir uh, yeah, uh, um, this is uh, this is your time to plug any Instagram or any uh, last words you have for the show. Um, let me start with you, Miss Drea. 
Um, well, of course, I have enjoyed doing this segment. It's always fun to be able to talk to my people. Oh, yeah. Hello, um, <laughs> <Still a> Wildcat. <laughs> right. And it's, it's not only the Wildcat community, but Black people, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you'd be amazed at how many people are like, wait, you study what? You do what? <laughs> you know, it's like weed. It's like, that's what I want to do. Eventually, that's what I am getting my way into. And I told you, it's boxes so please make sure you follow us at be blunt consulting um i am the black weed scientist um if you need any fitness help meal plans please follow me i am also damn gina fit and i have enjoyed this time we want dr russell what's up and Dre already plugged us in for be blank consulting llc um, I'm also hustle underscore so with three O's underscore Russell um, on Instagram as well as Dr. underscore J-U underscore I-C-E. Yeah, I like that. I like that background pic right there too. Um, that, this one? Nelson, this one? Vanessa Mandela. <laughs> no, that one. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Miss Joe, shout out these uh, Melanin Minerals 324 again, please. Man, so I just got up to get this card and I knocked yeah. over my wine on my dog. No, you did. And, like, <laughs> he's up here licking it off. I'm like, please oh, stop. He about, he about to be good. <laughs> stop. He about to be good. Oh, you going to have a seizure. We got some. But, uh, <laughs> you got the TBD for that, though. Right. All right, cool. We so, got- uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Melanin Minerals 324. You got to hit the, you got to hit the, uh, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the focus. Y- y'all know what time it is. Um, Melaninminerals.com. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to send y'all a link too, man. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to ask for all this information so I can put it on the website when uh, we release the episode. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. yeah. And uh, I guess for my wrap up, man, uh, thank, thank y'all for joining. Um, I'm so glad we finally got to do this episode, man. Especially we got we had some magical guests this week that also agreed to come back, so we can, you know, I can unload all of my little dumb questions that I that I wanted to get into. But they was flowing so good. I mean, I said, "Damn, it sounds like they rapping or something." Let me let me, let me let me let them go. You know what I'm saying? They was cooking on this thing. So, um, so glad to have y'all. Um, I know it's gonna be even better next time. Um, Drea, Dr. Russell, Joe, be blunt consulting. Be blunt consulting. Mm. Thank y'all for joining. And thank y'all for listening. Thank you for having us. Out. All right, y'all. That is another episode of Words with KB podcast. And again, Words with KB is sponsored by Happy Accidents Media. So if you want to hear more podcasts on our network, check out Happy Accidents Media podcast network. Um, you can follow us everywhere Happy Essence Media uh, And check out everything we got going on uh, But yeah, we'll see y'all next time And like I said before Make sure you come to the socials um, Words with KB Podcast On Instagram and Facebook And let us know what you thought about the episode DMs are welcome and open Alright, peace <laughs>